0: so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, about mid-November, Cardinal George, my boss, stopped me at a function up at Mundelein Seminary, where I teach. He said, I've got a job for you. It's always a bit frightening, by the way, when the Cardinal tells you that. He said, I want you to take a quarter off from your responsibilities at the seminary and work on jump-starting evangelization in the Archdiocese of Chicago." I said, well, what does that mean? He said, I don't know, but we'll find out together. So these past couple months, I've been working full-time on this evangelization project, trying to revitalize, re-energize this work of bringing the Lord Jesus to the people of Cook and Lake Counties. Now, I know this work, and even this word, evangelization, can seem somewhat alien to Catholics. You know, we do, of course, prayer and liturgy and social justice and the mass and so on. But evangelization, isn't that something that the Protestants do? More precisely, the evangelicals. And let's face it, aren't we often a little bit put off by the in-your-face style of evangelists, evangelical preachers, and so on? Well, here's the bottom line. We Catholics cannot avoid the demand to evangelize, to proclaim the faith. Vatican II could not be clearer on this score. Vatican II saw the Church as a vehicle for evangelization. That's the Church's job. That's the essential mission. Everything we do in the Church, from liturgy to prayer, Eucharist, Care for the poor, the corporal and spiritual works, all of it is centered ultimately on evangelizing, on proclaiming Christ. In fact, here's a way someone summed up Vatican II's understanding of the church. It's not true to say the church has a mission, much truer to say the mission has a church. The mission to proclaim Jesus Christ, the vehicle for that is the church. Pope Paul VI couldn't have been clearer on this score, making it central to his magisterium. And of course, John Paul II, throughout his lengthy papacy, made evangelization absolutely central, famously calling for a new evangelization. To use new methods, not to be afraid to use the media, for example. In fact, the work I've been doing the past five years being on the radio is a direct response to the call of John Paul II to evangelize in a new way. This is the central task of the church. Not one task among many, not something the Protestants do. It's something we must be about. Now, do we need to evangelize? The statistics here could not be clearer. Did you know that in your parish, somewhere between 70 and 80% of the registered Catholics don't attend mass on a regular basis? Not that blame in your parish in particular. That's true of all parishes across the country. Somewhere between 20 and 30 percent of Catholics tend to come to Mass. And if we took away the recent immigrants to this country, we took away the numbers of, of Poles and Mexicans and Filipinos, that number would plummet even further. We'd be somewhere in the area of Western Europe where the numbers are very discouraging. Did you know that of the thirteen men who will be ordained for the Archdiocese of Chicago this May, only two were born in this country. Next year, the class will ordain, only one was born in this country. The next year after that, two years from now, there will be nobody in the ordination class who was born in this country. That I submit to you is a very sobering and disturbing statistic. Again, I love the fact that we have all kinds of great people from these various countries coming to serve this church. That's wonderful. God bless them. But at the same time, it does not speak well of an evangelized church here, that the mainstream culture is not producing priests. One study I read said, frankly, there are more ex-Catholics in America than Catholics. Let that one sink in. I think what it means is there are more people who have left the church, have fallen away from the church, than who actually participate. Make it more specific, here in the Chicago area there's a famous Protestant megachurch called Willow Creek set the tone for lots of these churches around the country. I've read surveys that say between 50 and 80 percent of those who attend Willow Creek are ex-Catholics. That should trouble us, I submit to you. Furthermore, did you know the fastest growing category in those polls that people take of religion, the fastest growing category is not Catholic, it's not Protestant, it's not Jewish, not Muslim. The fastest growing category is nothing. In other words, those who say, I have no religion, that's the group that is rising the fastest. How about this one? A recent survey showed among young religious people, Those with the worst sense of their own tradition are Jews. Young Jewish kids have the worst sense of their own tradition. Tragic enough, I'd say to you, but second only to the Jews. With the worst sense of their own tradition are young Catholics. Boy, that one bothers me enormously. Our rich heritage. Catholic tradition that includes theology, spirituality, art, architecture, literature, the lives of the saints, all of this wealth, and our young Catholics don't know it. That's tragic and also speaks of an unevangelized community. Okay, so what do we do? Well, here's the way I've tried to focus it, and the stats will give you now an idea. We can look at evangelization very broadly, we can talk about evangelizing the nations. And that's a very good thing, obviously, to try to bring non-believers, try to bring Hindus and Buddhists and Muslims into the Catholic faith. It's a good thing. I support it. We can also look at it a bit more narrowly and say, well, let's reach out to non-Catholic Christians, try to bring Lutherans and Methodists and Presbyterians into the church. Also a good thing. I support it. But my work is focusing in a much more narrow way. I would love to get inactive Catholics back in the church. I want to target that 70 to 80% of Catholics who aren't attending Mass on a regular basis. I want to get those Catholics who have, for whatever reason, fallen away. I want to get those Catholics who are going in great numbers to Willow Creek and to other Protestant megachurches. That's the focus of my mission now over these past couple months. And can I suggest to you listening to me, it might be a good way to focus your own efforts In evangelization. I'm sure that everybody listening to me today can think of somebody in your family, someone in your circle of friends, someone at your place of work who is not attending Mass and should be. You know somebody who should be more actively engaged in the church and is not. You know somebody who's fallen away, somebody who's angry, someone who's alienated, someone who's just gotten spiritually lazy, someone who's just gotten spiritually bored. I don't care what the reason is. You know somebody who should be going to Mass, should be participating in the sacraments, and isn't. Suppose somebody says, you know, I'm a spiritual person. I don't go to mass, but yeah, I'm a spiritual person. I still believe in God. I still believe in, in Jesus. Jesus is very important for me. I just think the institutional church, I just think the mass is unnecessary. Well, from a Catholic perspective, that attitude just isn't acceptable. It just isn't. From the standpoint of our ecclesiology, our understanding of the church, you cannot be in right relation to Jesus Christ. You cannot be in full relation to Jesus Christ without being in relation to his body, the church. That's how intimately connected Christ is to his church. Just as you know me through my body, through my voice, through my physical presence, so we know Christ, Catholics say, through his body, the church. You can't say, I'm all right with Jesus, but I'm not all right with the church. And this brings us, all of this really has been a long introduction to our gospel for today. That wonderful story of the healing of the paralyzed man. We can sense the excitement as the story gets underway. Jesus is back in Capernaum. That's kind of his home base. Everyone's excited about it. They gather around the place where he is, Peter's house, to listen to him. Mark tells us there's no room... Around the door, everyone's crowded in. And they bring to him a paralyzed man. The crowd's so thick, they can't get him to Jesus. They desperately want Jesus to heal him. These are these man's friends. They want to bring him there, but they can't get him. And so, in their desperate enthusiasm, they climb up on the roof. They open a hole in the roof. Imagine Peter's reaction, by the way, as he watches his own home being dismantled. But that's the desperation. That's the energy and enthusiasm of these people. And they lower the man down and place him at the feet of the Lord. So impressed is Jesus by their faith. The faith of the man, yes, but those who brought him, he's impressed by their faith by their enthusiasm, by their energy. He forgives the man's sins, and then he says, stand up and walk, and he walks. Now, can I suggest to you, this is a very good metaphor for our time and for our work in evangelization. There are a lot of Catholics, I say, who are paralyzed when it comes to the church. They're paralyzed, unable to move. They don't come. Now, the reasons are many. The reasons are manifold. Are some people paralyzed because of their fear? Sure. Are some people paralyzed because of their sense of sin? Yes. Are some people paralyzed because they're angry at the church? Yes. Are some people paralyzed because they've been hurt by the church in some way? Perhaps. Are some people paralyzed because no one's there to encourage them? Yes. Yes, all those different reasons. But your job, the job of those listening to me, those who are passionate about Jesus Christ and passionate about the church, your job is to find that person in your family, in your circle of friends, in your place of work, who for whatever reason cannot bring him or herself to Christ. You've got to bring them. You have got to bring them. Hey, it's their responsibility. That's not the way we think as Catholics. That's not the way these people thought in the gospel. Hey, that, that's her problem. You know, if she's paralyzed in regard to the church, that's her hang up. No, no. We're all members of the body of Christ. We're on for each other. Perhaps you will find your salvation in bringing others to Jesus Christ. And so identify that person in your life. And even perhaps against his or her will a bit, pick them up. Do what you have to do to bring them to Jesus Christ. It might be a phone call. It might be a note. It might be a letter. It might be an honest conversation. It might be a challenge. I don't know what. But contrive a way to pick up that person who is paralyzed in regard to the church and bring them to Jesus Christ. Do we feel the evangelical urgency as much as the people in the gospel? Are we willing to go to those extremes Well, we should, because evangelization is the essential work of the Church. God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the Word on Fire. I pray that, together, we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor, here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.